Welcome to episode three of the Potato Files. I'm sitting here with my guest, Rob Babinick, this week. How you doing, Robert? You had two episodes before you even invited me on this fucking thing? Yeah, two episodes. I actually, you were my uh, tenth choice, but keep, people keep bailing on me, pal. Cool. Cool, man. <laughs> Who was one and two? Rob Hugh was number one. Okay. And then K. Trevor Wilson was number two. I see how it is. So now you're number three. Okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working our way down. Yeah, yeah. Get uh, uh, get on with your shit or whatever you got. Eventually, I'll have Horwood on here. <laughs> uh, no, I no, won't. you won't. No. All right, Rob Evan, a comedian, a writer, actor, carpenter. Formerly, yeah. Formerly. I think I'm officially retired. Yeah, but you can still work the wood, can't you? Oh, yeah. You know it, buddy. I can still <laughs> swing that uh, swing that hammer. <laughs> all right, well, the uh, Potato Files is all... Uh, I'm just I'm starting files on all my friends, trying to get to know you, pal. Okay. So I'm well, going to ask you a few questions. That'll be fun. You're going to give me a few answers. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a good time. It sounds great. It's 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 great. We're gonna we're gonna laugh. We're gonna cry. Uh, yeah. I'll cry mostly. Yeah, I mean, I'm already feeling pretty emotional. <laughs> Just sitting here in the beautiful uh, Never Sleeps Network uh, studios. A nice yeah. view of your home. Yeah, I can see my I can see my house from here. It's uh it's really great. Your lady friend getting plowed against the window right now. Who is yeah. that guy in there? Yeah, uh, he's a friend. He's a good friend. He's a very good friend by the looks of it. He's uh, he's a nice fella. <laughs> Not gonna get mad at him for it. <laughs> All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty, buddy. Born and raised KW or what? Uh, just Kitchener. Just thanks. Kitchener. No yeah. Waterloo, eh? Yeah, I wasn't raised in Waterloo. I was You're, raised in Kitchener. What is the disdain for Waterloo? It's just the rival it's a, town. Yeah. It's like there's an imaginary line and everyone on the other side of it is a dick. I don't <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Those those two cities hate each other for a lot of reasons, all of them pretty stupid. But why uh, is it Kitchener and Waterloo just because they amalgamated? Get one mayor in there? No, there's two mayors. It's two separate municipalities. Why is, it municipalities. Al- why is it always lumped together then? Because they're divided by imaginary line. You're literally walking and nothing really changes and then you're in Waterloo. Like last night we did a beauty gig in downtown Kitchener. Oh, yeah. One of the finest. On a Tuesday night. Thanks a lot, Tommy O'Donnell. Um, Big ups, Tommy. But uh, we were downtown Kitchener. We were downtown Kitchener. Is there like a street you cross and then all of a sudden you're downtown Waterloo or is there, do they have their own separate downtown? Well, yeah, like you're just like the downtowns join pretty much. It's, it's, it's at the hospital. Some would say Union Street is where they join Union. That's weird that. Yeah, but they have their own Waterloo's got a mayor. It's probably some asshole. I don't know who it is. (laughs) And Kitchener's. You know, same thing. Probably, probably an Sub asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're not voting back there anymore. No, I, uh, I don't. I don't tend to throw a lot of my weight around that city. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever voted there. I don't think I ever voted in a municipal election back home. One time, we destroyed all the campaign signs for uh, one of the candidates. As you do. Because he was running against our friend's dad, so we uh, we targeted this guy's signs because he was a competition. And then they, they, they put a big article on the front page of the weekly paper, and uh, they called it a, a, a hate crime because the guy's, uh, what was he? He was like Filipino or something. Oh, yeah. And so it was like they uh, branded us as racist where we were just trying to help a friend's dad out. Anyway, um, this, uh, this guy that we were trying to destroy, he won the election. So, Well, I mean, your sabotage sounds like it works against, worked against you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, as, that's good uh, to know. What are you going to do? Small town. To be honest with you, I, I have no horse in the race except for that guy because I felt like you guys were really uh, 
pulling some underhanded shit. So I'm kind of happy he won. I, I'm happy he won, too. He made a lot of great changes. My uh, my friend's dad ran as well, and he was, like, the shoe-in to win because, like, he was the only one who wasn't a total idiot, or so he thought. And then he won, and, like, his first, like, TV interview... He, like, set it up so that the TV cameras were in, the like, the front foyer of his house. And he came walking down his steps, reading a book, wearing robes and shit. And everyone was like, oh, we made a huge mistake. This guy's an idiot. The mayor of my hometown right now is, uh, he's a lovely gentleman. Um, you can find him on uh, multiple dating sites. And uh, he peruses the local bars, trying to pick up tourists. And you can imagine his pickup line is, hi, I'm the mayor. Doesn't he come to your festival? I don't know if he's ever been to a, one of the shows, but I've been to every stag and doe I go to back home. The mayor shows up, and uh, the, la- the last time I saw him, he bought a whole tray of jello shooters. <laughs> I feel like you've told me about this guy before. Yeah. Like, he might have showed up at a cork show or something. I think he was at the first Icebreakers before he was mayor, um, and he was trying to talk to me about things. I'm like, yeah, okay, and he knew my dad, and then uh, all of a sudden he got, he got to be mayor, and um, yeah, he's just having a blast. But well, he... Uh, Every time I'm down in Niagara, I have a run-in with the mayor. And um, the first time I, I brought Kira down there, my girlfriend, for uh, for my tens of listeners who don't know anything about me. Um, Jeff has a girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, you want to meet the mayor? We were at a brewery downtown. She's like, he's here? I'm like, yeah, he's the guy over there in flip-flops. <laughs> and then, uh, guy sounds like a gem. Oh, he's great. And uh, the last time I saw him, I saw him at the Stag and Doe. He bought the tray of Jello shooters. First time I've actually ever seen him dressed nicely because he was probably coming from somewhere else. I was like, hey, Mayor, you clean up nice. And the fucking Mayor leans in and he goes, I look good enough to fucking eat. <laughs> and then walked away with his tray of jello shooters. You know, uh, Toronto had a mayor did a lot worse than a tray of jello shooters. <laughs> well, exactly. This guy's just a good time party guy. He's, he sounds like a nice he's man. He's not huffing crack. He's just, uh, he's a good old boy from town, you know? How weird was that video? Of uh, Ford smoking crack? Yeah, when they actually finally released the video and you're just kind of like, uh... It was just sad. Yeah. Like, just... Yeah, well, the joke's over, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's not alive anymore. Yeah, this uh, this city's got to stop putting their shitty heroes up on pedestals like that. Like that fucking state funeral or whatever the hell they gave him. Yeah. That was too much. And he wasn't even the mayor at the time. I guarantee get some alderman right now. Drop dead. You think he's going to shut down the streets? Yeah, well, I think uh, it's almost like Toronto had a love affair with him because he he was so infamous. Like the the whole world knew about the guy. Mm-hmm. That's no reason to to give him like a hero's funeral. Yeah, no, but, they should have just fucking pushed like, him with a like. Let's not remember he somewhere. did a lot of awful things. Very, he had men killed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, he's a goddamn murderer. Anyway, enough of these mayor stuff. Let's. Let's get back to who Rob Bebenick is, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. What, uh, what kind of upbringing did you have? Working class? Yeah, yeah. I think I had a pretty normal upbringing. Like, my parents are nice, hardworking people. They're still together. They support me in comedy, which is unusual. Very odd. Yeah, I, I had a no, very... that they're still together. How long have they been married? <sighs> Fuck. Over 40 years now. Jesus. They had 40, like, a couple years ago, I think, now. So, they're 41, 42, something like that. But, yeah, they're they're just nice, hardworking people. Like, hit me a little bit, but, like, not, <laughs> not like... Didn't beat you, but fucking yeah, set like, me straight. Yeah, like, hit me enough to set me straight, but not so much that I'd be, you know, crying and writing poetry in meadows kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I consider myself pretty fortunate, like... 
we were poor to rich people and rich to poor people kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuck in the middle there. Yeah. Your old man was a carpenter. Old man was a carpenter. Still is. Still he, going. Sixty-seven. He's not retired. He just slowed down. Yeah, he slowed down a bit. He's he's puttering. Mm-hmm. He's puttering. He's a good man. Yeah. What about religion? Any any of that nonsense in your household? No, wouldn't have it. Yeah. Old man took a stance when he was like fifteen in his own house, and because his dad wouldn't go to church, yeah. and and my dad was like. I'm not going to church if if dad his my grandpa wouldn't go to church, and then uh, yeah that was that was that. Well, that's there good. was there was none of that shit in my house, so you know we didn't get touched, which is cool. <laughs> my dad uh, he I don't think he um, believes in any of that mumbo jumbo, but he'll still do church on Christmas because his mom's still alive and she's uh, very heavily involved in the church. Well, my my mom's side, my my grandmother's Catholic. Uh, she did something right. She's 99, still kicking. But my mom would go to church with her. And so she was Catholic, and so my mom, like, baptized us at home in a tub. So I don't I don't know if that's legit. I think it's, that was just a bath. Yeah, well, I think she, you know, killed two birds with one stone, right? I got some of this water from the priest. Yeah, so so I, I don't know if that's... I don't know if I've even technically been baptized or just, like, that helped my mom sleep at night. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't... None of us really care about that. I went through all the uh, all the stages of the Catholic Church. Oh yeah, so you've been touched. Oh, I was an altar boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. uh, no, no diddling though. No, no. But the weird thing You're is one of the good ones. One no, the no, ones. no, no, no. Uh, years after I was done, some people came forward from the seventies. Oh, so you just weren't good looking enough for uh, this guy? Yeah, <laughs> that hurts. I don't. I, I was a slacker altar boy too. Like I'd show up late all the time and then just take off. So I wasn't like. You know, hanging out at the church and helping clean up and stuff. Well, it's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But this guy, um, real, real pile of shit priest. He uh, he had to leave the a lot of them are. He had to leave the church. They they forced him to leave because they found out he was banging one of the choir mothers. Well, it's like better than one of the choir boys. Yeah, but they they don't make you leave the church for the boys. They just send you to like Newfoundland or something. Yeah, they move you around. Where a bit. They're, they're like, you can't have sex with a woman. How and fucked up is that though? That I like jokingly said, "Did that guy touch you?" And you're like, "No, but he touched other people." <laughs> like that's how fucked up their yeah, their yeah. the churches. Well, here this is how the plot thickens because he ended up he ends up marrying the choir mother, and then um, I knew uh, her the choir mother's children. Um, the daughter was almost my age. The son was a few years younger. Like maybe five, six years younger, maybe even more. And um, the day after these guys came forward with their allegations from the seventies, and this guy was arrested, the day after his stepson killed himself. So if you can't connect those dots, then yeah, well, somebody knew before everyone knew. Yeah, he definitely knew something. That's a tough one to uh, to be associated with. Mm-hmm. Lived right across the street from my uncle Pat. Anyway. What are you going to do? Anywho. Priests touch kids. Kids grow up. Yeah. And touch the Some more kids. the church and, marches on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people still throw money in that fucking plate every goddamn week. What are you going to do? Okay. Enough of this shit. Let's talk. You had siblings? Yeah. Brother, sister? Both. I got both. How old are your sisters and brothers? Brothers. Like, were you in the middle? You the no, no, no. They're, they're both older than me. They're... I'm the youngest too, buddy. They're six and seven years older than me, or five and six, one or the other. Holy shit. I'm, I'm end of the year, they're middle of the year, so they're five and a half and six and a half years older than me. 
Because my birthday's on the 31st of December. Yes, yes, we all know, we all know. There's always a big no, party No, 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 the, the, the listeners don't know. You know. Well, nobody cares, Rob. Well, you're asking me questions you That's... know the fucking answer to, so I figured I'd tell the good folks at home. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about sending me cake, my favorite part about don't New I Year, hate it. My favorite part about New Year's is um, counting down that your birthday's finally fucking <laughs> over. That's not true. And we uh, don't have to be nice to you for an entire year. You're not nice to me anyways on my birthday. We had a lovely uh, last New Year's. Yeah, but you weren't nice to me. Well, when am I nice to you? Well, not fucking now. All right, all right. So what's your uh, what's your sister do? She's an ECE. I don't know what that is. Early childhood educator. Oh, my. Yeah. She sounds like a good person. Yeah, she's lovely. She's lovely. She uh, She has her second kid on the way. Due nice. in November. Was she the one who went to Spermbank? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Second kid from Spermbank, too? Same, yeah, same thing, same donor. Same donor, too. Yeah. That's fucking interesting, man. Yeah, so they're true, they're true siblings. Yeah. They, uh... And she's doing it all on her own? No man in the... No yeah, man well, she, she hit a point where she's like, I want to have kids, but I don't want to just, like, hook up with some douchebag just for the sake of procreation. So yeah, she's yeah. like... This is how my life path goes, and I, I think it's great for her. I think I think it's great she uh, got the same donor again. Yeah, well, apparently there's the guys. The guys stocked. The guy's they, popular. Yeah, right? the guys. They've got a lot of this guy. <laughs> so that's good. We've been getting a lot of requests for you. Well, I don't know. Maybe he just he was an eager beaver, right, and <laughs> filled up a lot of jugs or however it works. I don't know. But uh, my my niece Simone is lovely, and uh, the. Uh, the next is soon to come. Do you know what it's going to be? Boy? Girl? It's going to be another girl. Another girl? That's the worst, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's weird because someone's so fucking lovely, but there's still that, that man in me that wants to be like, Uncle Rob's going to teach you how to throw yeah, a ball. Yeah. I, 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 I love my niece. Um, I just, you know, I wish I could give her a body slam every now and again, you know? You can. Kids like little rough and tumble. Yeah, it's not this one. But I bought her, a, for her fourth birthday, I bought her um, a, a pink BB gun. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which we were all shooting this weekend at the cottage. That's true. Um, Glad but, we could uh, use your four-year-old's toy for entertainment. Well, she's six now. Six, um, okay. The novelty's worn off. She's past her gun stage. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I'm sick of guns. Yeah. I'm six, for God's sakes. I gotta grow up sometime. Yeah, so now it uh, just sits there for uh, me to shoot and look cool with a pink gun. Right on. Uh-huh. Well, I still, uh, you still think I'm going to teach Simona to throw a ball. You know, girls can throw too. But, yeah, uh, I know, but you don't want to turn them into lesbians now, do you? Well, I mean, that that would be fine with me. That'd be um, fine with you? Yeah, good, yeah I'm okay good, with good. that. We've, I don't, I don't know, I think, I think I might have a gay cousin or something. I don't know. But I, I think we need that in the family. Spruce it up a little. I'd be, I'd be okay. With I'm that. hoping for somebody to come out in my family, man. Just my grandma loser shit. She's a, she's a stern, stern Catholic. Oh yeah, my, my grandmother would not approve. Neither, either or. <laughs> they, uh, they don't, they don't go for that. O- old people in general don't really like no anything that's out of the uh, quote unquote norm. My dad, uh, he, he couldn't give two shits about anything like that. I don't think. I've never heard him disparage anything. No, it's weird because, like, our parents' generation are, like, 
they were raised by people who were very prejudiced. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, I'm not really prejudiced, but I still say shit that's totally unacceptable yeah. to like younger people. <laughs> like my, my, my dad harbors no ill will towards anyone, but he'll say some shit sometimes. You're like, mm-hmm. you should only say that in the house yeah. around people who love you. Yeah. My, my old man, uh, he hasn't learned, uh, to say the entire word Pakistani yet. Uh, that's all of Kitchener Waterloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, it's very troubling. And when he says it, I'm like, "You might want to finish that word there, pops." And he's like, "What? What?" He doesn't realize that he's saying something wrong. Because yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah they, they don't like to be called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My <laughs> nana has the same same issue, which is a damn shame because she's uh, otherwise a very sweet lady. Mm-hmm. And then that shit comes out of her mouth, and you're like, ah. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not racist. <laughs> you, you sure? Yeah. Yes, you are, dear. I don't know if my grandma's ever, uh, I've never seen anything racist for my grandma, but uh, the uh, the homophobia, that is uh, that is alive and well in that old bird. That's pretty rampant amongst the, uh, the elderly. Yeah. It's cool when you meet an elderly person who's just like, fucking A. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 you were 40 years ahead of your time. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your brother. My my brother's uh, he's a carpenter. Yeah. Followed in the uh, the family footsteps. No, not much to report there. <laughs> old uh, old Jaker just kind of keeps to himself, does his own thing. You guys still talk? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't talk to him every day. To be honest with you, I'm kind of a shitty uh, son slash sibling. Like I'm not very good at keeping in touch. Yeah. It's not it's not for. Uh, Lack of love. Like, I, when I moved out to Vancouver, and I guess, like, I don't know, some time had passed, and my mom called me, and she's just like, hi. And I'm like, oh, hey, mom. And she's like, good to know you're still alive. <laughs> and it was, I don't know, I think it was like three months that I hadn't <laughs> called them. And she's like, you're a bit of a dick. And I'm like, yeah, good point. My uh, my mom, every couple months, I'll get a text message for, from her that she's like, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, good to know. That's, that's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I get, I get the odd text from my brother. It's always, uh, it's always small talk. We were so far apart in age. We didn't like hang out. We didn't have like a, we didn't have like the brother bond. We didn't go down to the, the creek and throw rocks together kind of thing. Well, he just kind of kicked the he, shit out of me for a long time. <laughs> I had uh, I had a weird dynamic because I had t- two older brothers. Uh, the oldest he was uh, he was my protector. The middle one would try to fight me, and the old one would just come in and take care of business. Well, I could have used an older brother then, <laughs> an older older brother. Well, you can have mine because we haven't talked in six years. So yeah, no, it's fine. No, <laughs> sounds kind of like a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's 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 a. Uh, Huge dick, but you know what? We'll uh, we'll say that for another talk. Fantastic. You play sports growing up? I did, Jeff. I yeah? did. I played all the sports. All the sports. What are all the sports? Hockey in the winter? Hockey in you the winter. You played soccer, guaranteed, eh? Uh, no, I only played... I played soccer in, like, when I was, like, really tiny. Uh, like, four or something. I didn't really like it. And then I played baseball. And that was, like... I played baseball and hockey until I got to high school. And then I played... Uh, Hockey, football, and rugby throughout high school. Quit baseball when I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16. Just fucking man sports, eh? Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm i paying for it now. Why don't you ever play lacrosse? I was big in uh, Kitchener. I remember we used to play them a lot growing I, up. I played rugby with 
two guys who currently play in National Lacrosse League. The two all-time top scorers in the National Lacrosse League grew up three blocks from me. Like, lacrosse is huge in Kitchener, Mm -hmm. and I'm built for lacrosse. There is no reason why I didn't play it. I don't know why. I probably should have in turn pro with all my friends. Yeah, yeah. well, you have fucked up knees now. <clears throat> Why? Well, you're fucked up everything else. Yeah, well, I played catcher in baseball for an all-star team growing up, so by the time I was like 12, my knees were shot, and then everything else followed. Yeah, your, uh, your body is uh, it's a mess. rapidly declining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not worried about that? I mean, I don't like to talk about it because it's constantly <laughs> on my mind. Like uh, waking up and being in pain kind of sucks. Uh, and then going through the whole day being in pain and then going to bed sore. That's kind of shitty. Uh, especially when you factor in it's been about ooh, 17 years of that. So, <laughs> so yeah. Are you self-medicating? <clears throat> yes, I uh, drink and do drugs often. Yeah. What kind of drugs you get into in high school? You didn't go hard, eh? No, I've only ever been a mushrooms and pot guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pot product. From the earth sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I've actually to this day never done a chemical drug. I've never done like coke or no, never pills done, or never any of that coke. shit. Uh, I think the, the only chemical I ever did was uh, acid, but... Uh, Fuck, I did a lot of acid in grade 9 and 10. Yeah, I had I had some buddies do bad acid, and it kind of fucked with them, and that, that kind of that veered me away from ever trying it. You ever had a bad mushroom trip? Yeah. Well, no. I've, I, never, I've never had a freak out or anything. I didn't have a freak out, but uh, I can't, like, everyone likes to smoke a ton of weed when they're on mushrooms, and I can't, because uh, I just start fainting. And uh, it's happened to me twice, so now I just don't do it. The first time I was like, oh, that must have been a fluke. And then I did it again and same thing. So that's the closest thing to a bad mushroom trip I had. I wasn't like crying and and hiding under the sheets or something, but I was just like, I'm fucked up. And then, you know, you can't sleep if you're on mushrooms. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to bed because I'm too high. Go watch the fucking room spin. Yeah. So you were a jock in high school. No, I wasn't a jock because I was in... Played all the sports, but you weren't a jock. No, because I think I think a jock is somebody who just plays sports and like shoves nerds in lockers. Like <laughs> I uh, I was in drama fest the same time I was like the captain of the football and rugby team. So I don't think you can be a jock if you're if you're also participating in drama like actively. Are you still pushing drama nerds into lockers? Though? Um, when they ask for it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, only in character. We had uh. We had a drama program at my high school. I never joined, but we used to just uh, we used to just go skip class and watch all the hot girls do some acting. See, in my in dance my... class too, we watched a lot of that. Yeah, well, of course you did. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, in my high school, like the the jock, you know the uh, the stereotype that you see in in movies and and what have you. Like those jocks were kind of the hockey guys at my school. Mm-hmm. Like and. Uh, I played hockey, but I wasn't, like, one of the elite hockey guys. So those guys were kind of, like, they fell into the jock category. Whereas the other dudes were just, like, kind of guys who played some sports and had fun. Like, most of my buddies were potheads in high school. Although I did hang around with some jocks, too. I don't know. I was pretty universal. I liked everyone. My high school, I don't, like, I don't think there were... (laughs) You could have any jocks in my high school because they just they canceled all the sports. <laughs> like there's just nothing left to do. I think we, I think we were hanging on by a string on a football team. But there. it was like it was such a small school that like the football team would be like you'd have a couple jocks on it. 
couple guys that you know wanted to be jocks and then a bunch of stoners as well yeah it's kind of my, my football team we had one year where we kicked everyone's ass and then all the other years we we had it fucking handed to us pretty good <laughs> um was it a big high school yeah pretty big i, I think we had over two thousand people yeah my high school was like 400 people and it uh it closed down a few years after i left i think i think we had like eight home rooms for each grade kind of thing and then we had always a say OIC of the course. So, yeah, it was a pretty big school, I guess. Our school was big. It was, it was our school was built for two thousand people, but we had about <laughs> you just had a lot of, <laughs> lot of empty hallways. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, there was like wings of this place. They just shut down. Were they just thinking Niagara was going to get bigger overnight? And a bunch no, of it kids just, it got, in? it got smaller. Well, it's an expensive place. Um, yeah, like it's Niagara Lake is. Um, a lot of my friends. Actually, most of my friends actually stayed in the town, but a lot of have to like a lot of people have to move to St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, because you can't afford to live like in the small town, which is weird. Like it's a small town, but it's ridiculously priced for everything, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's insane there. It's mm-hmm. really, really fucking expensive. That's why. Uh, that's why you got to get out, buy a nice sixty-eight thousand dollars house downtown Niagara Falls, buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right on the strip beside the wax museums would be great. <laughs> No, see, I like I kind of had a weird high school situation because like my my elementary school was Sudaby, which is the oldest school in Kitchener, and it's right downtown. And then my brother and sister went to that school, but then for middle school we split. I mean, they were older than me anyway, so it wouldn't have factored in. But they went to they went to a, an English school, and I went to a French speaking school. And then that's why I ended up going to a different high school than them. And then sort of like I got to high school and as soon as I got in, I stopped taking French. You still fluent in French? I'm relearning it because I, I used to be completely fluent. So I'm, I, uh, I'm relearning it because it's a damn shame that I don't speak it anymore. It's just French, man. Eh, it comes in <laughs> handy. <laughs> Go do a nice Quebec tour. Well, you know, when uh, when you're drunk in a cab and the cab can't understand where you want to go and you just prop your drunk head up and speak to him in fluent French and wonder where that came from, and, and you thank yourself for knowing it. Were you ladies' man in high school? Crushing some puss there, Bebsy? I, I did okay. I mean, if, if if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have done a little better. <laughs> but uh, I don't. I was, uh, was a little too gentlemanly, maybe. Ah, maybe. Did, didn't you fucking... Go for the fingers right away, eh? No, I left some offers on the table, so to speak, <laughs> but uh, I did okay. I, uh, if you would like to proceed to third base, just let me know. No, I was the one to not, like, even my, my the girl I lost my virginity to, she, like, she went for it, and I was like, no, we probably shouldn't, and then, like, a few weeks later, she's like, let's do this, and I was like, all right. You got raped. Yeah, well, not quite, but <laughs> having a pretty good time once it started. Didn't last long. How old were you at this point? Uh, I was in grade 11. Grade 11. Whatever, whatever age that is. I did not last long at all. <laughs> like I'm, <clears throat> I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, this isn't like a comedian, like, it telling like it. A fucking two bumps. It was, it was probably sub 15 seconds. <laughs> just like in there, holy shit, this is warm and done. Uh, were you wearing a condom? Yeah, yeah, I was wearing a condom, okay. but I had never jerked off. What? Yeah, I tell people this, and it, it blows their mind. Like, I, I never masturbated until I was in grade 12. 
Jeez. I had sex for six months before I ever, like, stroked her myself. I remember in high school getting laid, I would, like, run home and then jerk off thinking about getting laid. Yeah, I mean, once once I knew how to do it, once somebody, <laughs> once somebody showed me how awesome it was for that to happen while you were awake, I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is great. And then I couldn't keep my hand off the thing, but... And still can't. Mm-mm. I'm still making up for lost time. But yeah, most people are like, you're lying. I'm like, why, why the fuck would I lie about that? <laughs> like, there's no reason to, to lie, especially not now. I don't have anything to prove. I went an entire year uh, in college without jerking off, and nobody believes me. Why did you do that? Because I just moved in with my uh, my girl, who uh, we ended up getting married, but we just fucked like crazy. And there was just... Oh, yeah. If you're still if you're still getting a regular release, like, yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, surely... Yeah. But I was just like, because months had gone by, and I was just like, I haven't jerked off in months. And I was like, I'm going to go for a year. Are you, uh, you ready for this? She was like, yeah, sure. So fucking, if, if there was a need, she was, uh, she was right there to take care of it. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice, yeah. I, even, in a, even in a committed relationship, I, I, need, I need some me time. Oh, I do it now. I yeah. just, uh, it was just then. It was just a thing that you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... Uh, I remember woke up New Year's morning. I'm like, well, I'll see you later. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, don't ask. <laughs> she just you know what this is. <laughs> Jeff's got to go have some him time. I'm getting reacquainted with an old friend. You went to Humber, right? I did. I went to uh, I went to Humber College. And did you? That was uh, right after right after high school, or yeah. Well, I went. And I was trying to get in. the The whole thing was kind of. Uh, I don't know, serendipitous. I was trying to get into the film program at Humber just to go to school with my buddy. And because I wanted to make films, I thought it would be fun. Didn't get in because my grades were shit, but got into the comedy program. And I was like, they asked me, they're like, okay, so do you accept your thingamabob? I remember this conversation with the admin at school, and I was like, oh, I'm still waiting to see if I get into this media foundations thing. And the lady on the phone was like, no, like, that's a course you take to get into the one you got into. She's like, you don't want to take that? And I was like, okay, I'll take your comedy course. <laughs> and then I, like, I, I fell ass backwards into stand-up because they you have to do that as part of a... You never had aspirations of stand-up? None, never. I, uh, I only wanted to do, like, sketch and make TV and movies. That's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. And then I was just kind of good at it. So I was like, oh, this is neat. And then I did, like, three sets and then didn't. Like, I dropped out of school, quit comedy. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't even say I quit comedy because I wasn't really doing it. Yeah. I just who, did it. Who were, uh, who was in your Humber class? The original one? Yeah. Because I went back six years later. Oh, the original. Yeah. The original had uh, Marty Adams, Andre, Aruda, uh, Nicole Arbor, <coughs> <coughs> who everything you hear about her is true. Uh, who else was in that class? Uh, a lot of the second year, like Trev was in second year when I was in first year. Uh, so it was Gary Rideout, Bob Kerr, Horwood. All those guys were in second year when I first started. But like I said, I didn't even finish. Like I dropped out. How many months did you do the first time around? I dropped out in during second semester, but I don't know, like probably midway through second semester I dropped out. How many sets have you, had you had under, under you? Uh, I did three. I only ever did three. I just like I didn't. I was eighteen. Didn't understand it. Didn't have. Uh, didn't have the hunger for it. I just like I knew I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then yeah, I just kind of wandered around working in different cities, and and I was never really happy with anything. So I uh, I was making good money living out in Vancouver, 
and then I just like quit everything and came back to Toronto and, and did Humber again. And how many years? Uh, how, how long of a gap was this? Six. I uh, quit when I. So you're what? Twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. I you? was almost twenty five when I like I was a few months before my twenty fifth birthday when I came back. Okay. Which um, I mean, in a way, I was kind of like, oh, I missed. I lost all that time, you know. But I also like I came back and I had something to say. Like, yeah. I had perspective, whereas, like, most of the other guys in my class were like, you know when you got a boner and, like, uh-huh. chicks are like, yeah, I would get... Oh, well, yeah, I didn't start doing stand-up until I was divorced. Yeah, so right out the gates, you had a you had a lump of material to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Life experience. I mean, when I, when I was 18, I, I don't even remember some of the jokes I did, but they were all... Just stupid, like shit. I'd be embarrassed to even here now. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Uh, there's not a single thing that like carried over. Nothing. It was just complete blank slate. I uh, I remember I had a joke book uh, when I was like 18 or something, and my buddy Paul found it and then started calling me Banya. If you're not a Seinfeld fan, Banya is the hack comedian that uh, Seinfeld hates. And uh, so I threw up, ripped up all my jokes, threw them away, and then. Waited 10 years to uh, get on a stage and try to tell a joke. Well, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> but again, I mean, it's it's one of those things where people, at the time, I, I was upset about myself because I was like, the one thing I liked about myself when I was 18 to when I was like 25 was I was fearless when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck. But like, I, I think now I understand that I was just an asshole when I was 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, when I was older, I had grown a conscience and was a lot more intelligent. I didn't want to believe that I had gained something by taking that time off. I, all I saw was the waste. Like, all all I could see was, like, oh, I wasted six years. But so many people are like, no, no, no. Like, you gave, like, you gained perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound cheesy, but it's it's that whole time and a place thing. Like, you'll find your time and you'll find your place. And I didn't believe it then, but I do now. Kind of like with you strolling in after your ex-wife. Like, I, I, I feel like I would have imploded eventually if I would have just kept going from, from 18 on. So I'm kind of happy I came back when I did. Who's the crew in your... Uh on your second run, like who are you in Humber with? Oh, I, I neglected to mention Kristen Becker from the first run, who is probably out of all those people my closest friend. Yeah, my Kristen, nice girl. Yeah, she's great. She runs the Dykes of Hazard comedy tour in in the states, and she's to believe that eighteen year old me became such good friends with an American and a lesbian was is mind boggling. Like if you knew that, just how arrogant I was. I was never like I was never like. Uh, anti-gay or anything i was just like you're just an asshole i was just an asshole and now like i love Kristen. she's definitely like the closest out of that group but my second my second group around was uh debonis eric andrews craig fay was in that year daniel woodrow chris robinson Fuck, i'm gonna forget somebody who's great but yeah we had a we had a pretty good year like there was a lot of a lot of talent coming through that year anyone just that just got left behind yeah lots yeah uh, 95 percent of the, the class still trying to do stand-up though like yeah, there's some people that i every now and then i like there's a couple of people who went like the improv route like there's a guy named guy bradford who's very talented and funny who's who and uh, another guy tyler hewitt um who are they're doing the uh sketch improv writing route and they're they're very talented but i don't see them often mm-hmm. and every now and then i'll see somebody from like 
than just like, oh, I'm going to get back into it. And it's just like, it's it's scarier coming back a second time. Way scarier. Because like, now there's all these expectations and you're worse than when you were. Um, a, a buddy of mine, James Dawson, keeps trying to dust it off. And he came out to see uh, a show in Kitchener I did. And all he said to me was like, you got better. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's been seven years. <laughs> I should have got better. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so hard. Once you stop doing it, it's so, so hard. And, and uh, yeah, there's there's really funny people who got left behind. Calvin Storzchuk, I, I haven't seen the guy in ages, but he was so funny. And he was, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Calvin's, Calvin's just ripping it apart. But he got inside his own head, and he kind of disappeared. And, you know, he's another guy you see every now and then. You're like, you should just go back to being hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's not doing comedy anymore, though? Or? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I haven't seen him do comedy in ages, but it's Paul always, Thompson's another guy from my year, too. It's always, I, I feel bad when, um, like, you see somebody who's good who quits, you know? But, and then there's just, like, so many people who just suck shit, and they just keep going. Yeah. Counting well, it out year after year after year. Like, fuck off, man. Well, I ripped you on your on your little sappy post you had there a little while ago about talking about running into Hunter and Hunter changing the way you viewed comedy. But I, I love the line Hunter uses in that, it, and it's just like, get out of the way. Yeah. Because there are so many people that I want to say, get out of the way to. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're grinding it out, and you're changing, and, and, and this is what you truly love, and you're changing it up, but like, I see people who've been bombing with the same fucking seven minutes for six years. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if if a joke's not funny, go, go ahead, try it a few times. Yeah. Change the wording, tweak it a little bit, try it again. But don't try it for six years. If it's bombing for six years, it's a shitty joke. I was on Wednesdays at Yucks, and there was a comic on there, and he actually said to one of the other comics, he was like, I don't get it. I've been working on this five minutes for seven years, and I still can't get laughs on it. The, the Kill yourself. Like, yeah. what? I th- those are the people like that, and that's what I mean. Get out of the way. Get, mm-hmm. You're taking somebody else's stage time. Yeah, yeah. I also hate when like a pro comic, like a legit headliner, comes to an open mic and does seven minutes of a material. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the fucking way too. You're in the way of the new guys coming up. If, if sure, use that stage to. I'm pointing, by the way, for the people at home. <laughs> use that stage to work on shit. That's that's what the stage is to you now. Mm-hmm. That's your your best seven minutes is for a guy who's two years in, who's really trying to polish that so he can show it off. Yeah. But what do you what are you getting out of that? You know that joke works. Other than stroking your ego. Yeah, I've seen guys coming like veterans coming in my room, and if it's a good night and everyone's popping, they they won't try their new stuff. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. It's well, it's ego. It's all ego. just like, oh, this is this is gonna work, and this is gonna get this crowd laughing at me too. Like my show's not there for the crowd to laugh at you. My show's there for you to work on shit. Yeah, well, I mean, your show is one of the ones that I almost never repeat material at. I, my goal there is to just write a new because there's regulars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's same crowd every week. You gotta you gotta be on top of things. That's uh, every week at the uh, Underground Comedy Club, Dope and Mike Comedy, best show in the city, non bias. Oh, ba boom. I get it, man. Um, I was so glad when Hunter gave me that talk. You're wasting everybody's time if you're half-assing it. Well, and that's a, that's the the nice thing about a guy like Hunter is he. Uh, we're talking about Hunter Collins, by the way. Runs a show. Is he still run that show, Vapor Central, until the end of the year. Till the end of the year. Yeah. Anyways, the guys a, the guys a beauty, but uh, you need people like Hunter who who aren't afraid to just tell you you're being an idiot. Mm-hmm. 
that we're so fucking Canadian, even in the comedy industry, where you need to be a little harsh sometimes. You need to tell people, hey, you're not good enough to be on this show, or, uh, or hey, f- just get the fuck out of the way. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and if you're not, if you're half-assing it, all you're doing is stealing stages. Um, shit or get off the pot. When are you going to crack that old JFL, pal? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't they love Rob Bevanick? I don't get it. I don't know what I did. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's uh, last year missing it affected me more than this year because I finally understood that it it's not. There's no reason behind it. It's just not your time mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, one of the things missing because I got a, I got a, a bunch of stuff this year and I I'm so happy with the year. I'm not going to list all the credits because I'm. I'm Be not. here all day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not Trev, but uh, <laughs> but uh, this year I was just like, yeah, whatever. I, I didn't get it, and all all missing anything should do is make you work harder. Mm-hmm. Sure, everyone, because I've got ego like everyone else. You you think you're the best, and you think, why the fuck didn't I make it? I'm so good because I'm great, and yada yada. But you know, it's just work harder. And that's what missing everything last year because I got I got Sudbury last year and I missed out on everything else and all I was just like oh I just I need to get better I need to work harder and it like a bunch of new material poured out of it and then like I went down to New York I went down to L A and I was like okay yeah like I just just go get better that's all you should take away from that yeah it sucks I'd love to do JFL of course everyone wants to do it's the biggest thing but you know it's one of those things where just you know work harder it'll come. You uh, picture yourself moving down to the states or what? Uh, I don't know. I I want to live here, uh, but I I recognize the limitations in the ceiling here. But at the same time, we live in the internet age where you can make a show and put it up. Yeah, like Netflix doesn't care where the fuck you live. Mm-hmm. Sure, headquarters are wherever the hell Netflix headquarters <laughs> are. Probably New York or it's LA, California. California, I would assume, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. Like you can you can reach a bigger audience without that now. So, I mean, yeah, a big part of me wants to go live in L.A., which is weird because before visiting the two, I was like, I'm a New York guy, I'm a New York guy, and then I went down to L.A. and I was like, oh, it's warm here and my knees don't hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I I don't want L.A. because it's it's too warm for me. I'm a no, but it's nicer than here. It's, yeah, I it's, don't know. I, th- a, I I just feel like I think New York would suit me better. New York's so much hotter than here. I don't don't care about the heat. I I think uh, the comedy scene, I think I'd be more conducive to the comedy in New York than... Yeah, well, I think ultimately I, I want to land as as a writer and a uh, and a you know a show creator. So I think New York works for writing for sure, but to make a TV show, you kind of have to be in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do see myself as more of a New York stand-up than an LA stand-up. Like when I went to LA, my jokes like hit hard, and when I went to LA, I just felt like I was like, oh, I hope I'm nice enough for you people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a, that's that's the whole thing. Like, I don't want to be nice. I don't want to. Like I like saying vulgar fucking things, you know. And yeah, I don't uh, want. I don't want to cater to a TV exec. Oh man, Rouse is down in LA. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. it's not like you're gonna go down there and people yeah, they're not gonna be like, this guy's awful. Yeah. Chase me to town. It's just whatever. What are you gonna do? What was this movie you were in last year in LA? 
Uh, it was called President's Day. President's Day, and you played zombie... Uh, I played zombie uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Nice, nice. Which uh, I always viewed myself getting a thinner character. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw it on... Uh, I've, so I've seen the the like the first cut of it. Well, I guess the final first cut, but I've got a link to it now, and I've watched it, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I've uh, let myself go, but, <laughs> but uh, it was a really fun... Uh, really fun experience david zuckerman young uh budding director like very inspiring guy to be around because the guy just the guy just works and hustles and uh and a great uh great crew of people on the show judd zumwalt another uh another guy who uh i guess co-produced it i i lose all the titles in it but uh another fucking dynamite fella to hang around with uh, but yeah, that was such a fun thing. We we drove out into the mountains in the San Bernardino Valley and shot it. They shot it in a week. I was there for three days of it, I think. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, it was fun. I got to uh, chase around a beautiful half-naked woman in the woods. As a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. Well, fucking A. Killing it, kid. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're having a great year. I'm watching it. I like what I see. We, uh, we seem to have a good time together, too. Hey, bud? Yeah, you're all right, pal. Anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up because uh, I got a, I got a show to do. And uh, you got uh, you got your girlfriend to fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, ideally that, that'll happen, but uh, you never know. You <laughs> yeah, never, never know. know. <laughs> Something could go wrong between here and home. Well, she's I can see her. She's already getting... Well, that guy's warming her up real nice. Yeah, well... Look at the spread on her. <laughs> Clean up after yourself, pal. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> all right. That has been episode three of the Potato Files. Uh, my guest was uh, Rob Bebenick. I'm Jeff Paul. Rob, where can we find you, pal? Uh, RobBebenick.com is my website, which I do not update. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Twitter, which I don't really tweet often. Instagram, which I was on a roll for a while and don't post. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place doing nothing with it. <laughs> uh, just kind of focusing on being funny in, in real life and not uh, on the internet. Well, that's good. That's good. And um, that's been the Potato Files for this week. I'm your host, Jeff Paul. You can catch me every Wednesday night at the Underground Comedy Club to open my comedy. Check it out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.